0: Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand
1: for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit
0: pronamel.com. This episode is brought to you by Delta Sky Mile's Platinum American Express card. And we here on Savor are what you might call food explorers. It has been our actual job to go to cool places and eat like a lot of the food there. And then talk about it. And then talk about it into (laughs) these microphones, which is a crazy dream job. Yes. Well, if you're like us and willing to travel to seek out new foods to try, you go with the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card. It's for people like us who are in search of the next food adventure. If you travel, you know. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2%
2: Let's go places
0: Hello and welcome to Food Stuff. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum and all all of your intro lines are so good and then I always wind up being the one who's who's tasked with delivering them. Yeah. Because you're so good at delivering intro lines. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, This is Foodstuff's hottest episode to date.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) See? (laughs) Because we're talking about sriracha. Sriracha. Can you remember the first time you had sriracha? Oh, uh, oh, goodness. Can I? No, I cannot. I think the first time that I realized that it was becoming very common was maybe about, oh, I want to say six years ago. Right around then,
1: yeah, maybe.
0: Wait, maybe eight. Oh, good. It feels like
1: it's been a while. A while.
0: Maybe it was more like ten. Maybe I have no idea. (laughs) You
1: have no clue what dates are
0: made of. Yeah, but but when I started seeing it in like in like pubs, oh yeah, yeah. Like otherwise, American or English style pubs. I was just like, oh, this is this this is here now. Real thing. Yeah, big time. How about you? I think
1: I tried it. I tried it pretty recently, um, and I remember, I think it was our very own Tracy V. Wilson, yeah. who she was talking about how most of her food she saw as like a conveyance to get sriracha <laughs> to her mouth or something, and I was like, well, I've got to try this, and I very overly ambitiously, um, I just put... Oh, did you way, over sriracha? Way too much. And oh. It was good, but it's it's spicy. It's not not
0: spicy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I I like tears were coming out, <laughs> oh. nose was running, <laughs> and I remember being sad that this was my first experience, but knowing it was good and I should return and
0: yeah. try again. <laughs> that was my first uh, sushi wasabi experience. Oh yeah, but not, n- another story, another episode. Yeah. Yes, A wasabi episode. Yeah. So sriracha. What is it?
1: For me, always spicier than I think. Every (laughs) single time. But I do, yeah, I love this stuff. Me Um, too. It's called rooster sauce pretty commonly uh, because of the rooster logo based on Hoi Fong's brand, Sriracha, based on inventors, the inventor's Zodiac sign. Ah. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was an interesting fact. Um, Or it's also sometimes called hipster ketchup. Uh, Oh, Yeah. It's a condiment or a sauce made up of Red pepper, vinegar, garlic, sugar, and salt.
0: Uh, Plus maybe a couple extra preservatives to prevent microbial growth and to keep it bright red. Right. And it is spicy,
1: about 1,000 to 2,500 units on the Scoville scale. Tangy, a little
0: sweet. The Scoville scale, if you haven't heard of it or if you're not sure how it works, ranks how like spicy hot things are based on the sensitivity of human taste buds.
1: Ooh. Mm-hmm.
0: If you take a spicy thing and dilute it with water, eventually you will get to the point where the human tongue cannot detect the heat anymore. Uh, Sriracha's ranking of 1,000 to 2,500 Scoville heat units means that you would have to dilute it by that many times in order to make the heat undetectable. Oh. So like if you have an ounce of sriracha, you'd have to add anywhere from 1,000 to 2,500 ounces of water before you wouldn't be able to feel the heat at all anymore. That's quite a lot of water. I know. <laughs> also, fun facts about the Scoville scale. Uh, this is determined these days through much more precise, high-performance liquid chromatography instead of, like, physical taste testers as it was back in the 19-teens when it was invented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do not envy those people. I like spice a lot, but hoof. Yeah. Uh, also, the scale does have a bottom. I think, think of something like bell peppers mm-hmm. uh, or pimento, perhaps, but it does not have a top. Carolina Reapers are among the world's hottest known peppers and have been ranked at over two million Whew. SHUs. Oh man. I think there's a video of um Joe McCormick,
1: one of our coworkers, trying a Carolina Reaper. Just straight up eating it. And it kind of went all wrong. And you feel bad for him, but it's also funny. <laughs> Well, it didn't. It went wrong in the sense that it—it's it, incredibly spicy. You can tell just by watching. Oh, sure. And he said it—it it felt like I think getting stung by thousands of bees.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, well, now I remember that video.
1: Yeah. yeah. But his um, mother-in-law was trying to be helpful and was like, "I'll get you some milk." And she gave him some milk, and he took a sip, and it was expired. <laughs> <laughs> like really expired, really bad expired. <laughs>
0: Hey. <laughs> and then we tried that chip. Uh, yeah, over on uh, the the Facebook live show snack stuff that Ben Ball and I and I do, our producer Ramsey had gotten us one of these Grim Reaper uh, Carolina single Reaper chip. chips. It's a single chip. It comes in a single uh, coffin shaped package. Yeah, and course. we had we shared like a fraction of it, and then after the show was over, Annie ate a fraction of it too, and I responded much more strongly than she did. It was quite spicy. It was quite spicy. I don't know. Your poker face is great. I learned from Lady Gaga. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) The biggest brand of sriracha sauce is the aforementioned Hoi Fung Foods in the United States, and that's the classic bottle you see with the green cap. With the green
0: cap and the green rooster logo, yes. Yeah.
1: It's owned by David Tran, a Vietnamese immigrant. The name sriracha itself comes from hot sauces from Siracha, a town in Thailand. And those chilies are key, um, not just for obvious reasons, but also because they are made srirachas made with fresh chilies, not dried chilies. Yeah. Um, and this has presented some obstacles. According to Tran, quote, we can only grow as quickly as our, our ability to harvest chilies grows. <laughs> In 2016, that came out to 100 million pounds, around 45 million kilos of fresh chilies. That has to last an entire year, which— well, due to our love of this stuff is not necessarily a given. And I will touch on this later, but that's one of the reasons why um, you don't see ads for Sriracha. Oh. Mm-hmm. Huh.
0: They're like, well, we, we basically sell everything that we make already, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're doing what we can.
0: <laughs> um,
1: let's look at some numbers. If we... Take hot sauce as a whole. The industry is in the top 10 of America's fastest growing, and globally, sales exceed $1 billion. What? Yeah. Hoi Fung Food Sriracha sold 20 million bottles in 2016, coming out to around $60 million. In 2013, Los Angeles hosted the first LA Sriracha Festival, I hear tell there's a whole sriracha menu at Taco Bell, Um, but it is or was, I'm not sure if it's still around, made in-house, not the Hoi Fung brand. Mm -hmm. If any of you listeners know about that,
3: write in and let us know.
1: (laughs) Um, One of the reasons it's so popular is because it is so versatile. It's good straight, but also good for mixing with other sauces or condiments like mayo. Oh, yeah. You can add it to soups like pho, use it as a marinade in cocktails,
0: it was Bon Appetit's ingredient of the year in 2010. I had a sriracha milkshake one time. What? Yeah, I can't say that I enjoyed the experience of it. Was it with like ice cream? Yeah. Wow. And like peanuts, like peanut sauce.
1: This is blowing my mind. Yeah. Is this local, local place? Uh, yeah, it was
0: at Palookaville.
1: Oh, yes. They have many an interesting milkshake over there.
0: Yeah, this one might have been too interesting. But too, too much, perhaps. <laughs> However, it shows
1: that uh, Sriracha can be used in many, many ways, and it has been. Absolutely. Yes. A lot of copycats are trying to get in on this game, and the lawyer behind Sriracha's creator reports this means an annual four to five infringement complaints like people I've seen pictures the bottle is very similar designed
0: right because they they don't actually have it copyrighted the mm-hmm. anyone can make a sauce call it sriracha
1: sure but you the the logo sure. and the look precisely is what is getting these copycats in trouble and tran the guy behind sriracha is a very interesting fellow despite being at the helm of an extremely lucrative brand the success of which has led to a cult like following merchandise and a documentary. He isn't interested in being filthy rich, or that's not his main goal anyway. He claims to never have raised Sriracha's wholesale price, never mind inflation. He says he's not entirely sure who the distributors are, just just that he has been using the same tin for over 10 years, and that he's only certain that it's sold in the U.S., Canada, and Europe, but he speculates It sold in other places. He doesn't know for sure. Um, I would speculate that too, though. I think that's probably a very good guess. Yes. Sriracha's never been officially advertised, like I mentioned. He's refuted several offers to buy the company and intends to keep it in the family. His son and daughter are the president and vice president, respectively. Uh And he once said, rather than being a billionaire, he simply wanted to make enough fresh chili sauce so that everyone who wants hoifeng can have it. Nothing more. Huh. Yeah, that is not your typical CEO. No. I think he also said he's gonna keep making it until no one wants it anymore, and then he'll stop.
0: Wow. <laughs> I think that's a long way off based on some of yeah.
1: The coming details, yes, I, I would say probably gonna be making it for a lot longer.
0: <laughs> so let's let's
1: look at some of those details that led to Sriracha becoming this huge behemoth of a condiment.
0: Right. But first, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode
1: is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressings, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone.
0: Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid
1: erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit pronamel.com. This episode is brought to you by Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express Card. And we are what you might call food explorers. We are so lucky that a part of our job involves traveling and trying a lot of the food where we go to travel, and then coming back here and telling all of you good listeners about it. And
0: through that, we have discovered some amazing dishes. Sure. Yes. Like I had never understood what poke really could be. And it is delightful. It is stunningly good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which we had a lot of on our trip to Hawaii. Uh, Another thing from there, passion fruit. I now look for in literally every menu that I read. I'm like, yep, that one has passion fruit. Going for it. And then
1: all of the moles and especially the green mole that you heard us talk about recently that we had in Las
0: Vegas. In Vegas, yeah. Oh, or just steak basements. Who doesn't love a steak basement? Exactly. (laughs) Well, um, if you are like us and you're willing to travel to seek out new foods to try, you go with the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card. It's for people who, like us, are in search of the next food adventure. If you travel, you know. There's plenty to celebrate in March and...
1: We're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. The history of Sriracha goes all the way back to 9000 BCE when someone was looking to add a kick to their omelette. (sighs) Ah. No, just kidding. Oh. (laughs) It actually all started with Thomas Jefferson in France. What?
0: No, not that either.
1: (laughs) Fake out. (laughs) Um, The consensus is that the first person to make Sriracha was a Thai woman named. Tanam Chakapak, over 80 years previous. At first, she made the stuff mostly for her friends and family, but eventually she made it available for purchase under the name Siraha Pannet. This version is a bit thinner and tangier than what most of us are probably used to. You can still find it in some specialty stores, and I believe on Amazon Prime, if you are interested. If we look at David Tran and Hoifung Foods Sriracha specifically— Tran had been working with chili in Vietnam since 1975. His first hot sauce, pepper satay, became, came in baby food jars, and he mostly reserved them also for his family members. And I think he, de- he like, hand-delivered them on a bike. Oh. Um, yeah. In 1979, escaping from increasing persecution of Chinese people by the new communist government in Vietnam, he took a freighter by the name of Hoi Fung to the United States. And later, the name of the freighter would be the inspiration for the name of his company. Oh, huh, yeah. Chan arrived to the U.S. as a refugee. He found the American hot sauce scene lacking, <laughs> so he set out to come up with his own recipe. He set up shop in Chinatown near Los Angeles in a 5,000-square-foot building in 1980. Along with his pepper sauté sauce, he started selling a chili garlic sauce— Sambal olik, and of course, sriracha.
0: Various kinds of sambal are my other favorite thing on the planet. I add them to all the stuff.
1: I'm not entirely sure what those are, to be honest. I saw them on the website, and
0: I'm very interested to try them. I've got like three different kinds in my house right now. Okay, we'll work this out. Yes, awesome. (laughs) It's like a thicker, chunkier kind of chili sauce. Kind of like maybe salsa meets chili sauce? Uh, Like salsa meets sriracha,
1: yeah. Ooh, yep. I'm on board. (laughs) At first, Tran sold his creations out of the back of a van, a blue Chevy van, according to the (laughs) Hoi website. Yep. He delivered directly to Asian restaurants. As sales and profits increased at an unforeseen rate over seven years Chan moved to a much larger 68,000 square foot facility in Rosemead, California, started developing his own custom equipment, and the company was born. Yes. By 1996, 68,000 square feet was not enough to satisfy Sriracha demand, and Hoi Feng moved two doors down to the old Whammo building, upgrading to 170,000 square feet. If you don't know what Whammo was, it was a place that sold frisbees, slip and sides, hula hoops. Uh, From Wamo.
0: <laughs> what what is it? From Wamo. <laughs> I don't know, there was this like perky lady voice or child voice that was always at the end of the, the, the commercials. commercials? Yeah. Man, I was so
1: good at hula hooping. <laughs> and this, I'd forgotten about slip and sides until we did this. And Whoa. now I'm like nostalgic for that. <laughs> Slip and slide time of my life. (laughs) I always injured myself. I don't know. (laughs) They were painful. Like there's no cushioning, right? (laughs) You launch yourself and you're just pretty much in belly belly flopping onto hard soil. (laughs) But still, I miss them nonetheless. (laughs) Nostalgia is funny that way. (laughs) Um, Trans said of this in the in the documentary about Sriracha. Before that building was filled full with hula hoops, now filled with chili. I love. But even that wasn't enough. Chan relocated operations to a 650,000-square-foot facility in Irwindale, California, in 2010, though it wasn't up and running until a few years later. The facility could produce 3,000 bottles of sriracha per hour. Oh, yeah. And this brings up the Great Sriracha Panic
0: of 2013. Oh, Oh, It was very serious.
1: I actually do remember this one. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Um, it seems that not everyone in Irwindale was thrilled with the new Sriracha factory and specifically the smell. A Los Angeles Superior Court ordered the factory to shut down, to which Tran hung up a sign that read in all caps, No tear gas made here. Oh. Yeah. Sriracha had to pause operations, hence panic. Ten cities contacted Tran, offering to host the factory. However, moving would not be so easy. All of the fresh chilies and chili farmers were in California, and he didn't want to have to lose all of his employees. The solution came in the form of an upgraded filter for the ventilation system, and the lawsuit was dropped in 2014. That same year, Tran opened the doors to his factory to the public for the first time— in his words, to prove they don't make tear gas inside. <laughs> it sounds like a very Willy Wonka-esque tour, too. I really want to go. Yeah,
0: apparently there's there's weird, like, memorabilia rooms. They have fire hydrants that are specially branded with the <laughs> sriracha logo. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and yeah. In Atlanta, I remember this happening because one of um, my favorite local food trucks, Yambi, they have a queso sriracha sauce, and as you can guess, it's very popular— um, and when this sriracha panic happened, the customer fan base freaked out that their sauce habits would be impacted. Oh. And Yumby brought out all the sriracha they could find to, to make sure that they would not run out. <laughs> People are very serious about this.
0: They are. Well, and their, yes, yeah. <laughs> their queso sriracha is really tasty, so I understand. It is. It is. As of 2016, uh, Hoi Hoifang's Sriracha finally started being distributed in his home country of Vietnam. Oh, where it is popular, although apparently not 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 a complete hit yet. There's there's a lot of hot sauces on the market over right. there, and so you know, so it's kind of it's a Thai style thing in a Viet in, in in Vietnam, and all kind of working it out. But for some people over there, they're like, Oh no, this is the best thing that's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs>
1: More of this. Yes. It is quite delicious.
0: And I, I love this
1: story. It's, um, it's a good one. It's a good company history story.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but we do have some science for you, uh, up to and including what's up with that bad smell from the sriracha factory? <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? But first, we have one more quick break for a word from our sponsor.
1: This episode is brought to you by Pronamel.
0: And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand
1: for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. This episode is brought to you by Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express Card. And we are what you might call food explorers. We are so lucky that a part of our job involves traveling and trying a lot of the food where we go to travel and then coming back here and telling all of you good listeners
0: about it. And through that, we have discovered some amazing dishes. Sure. Yes. Like I had never understood what poke really could be. And it is delightful. It is stunningly good. Mm hmm. Yeah which we had a lot of on our trip to Hawaii. Uh, Another thing from there, Passion Fruit, I now look for in literally every menu that I read. I'm like, yep, that one has Passion Fruit. Going for it.
1: And then all of the moles, and especially the green mole that you heard us talk about recently
0: that we had in Las Vegas. In Vegas, yeah. Oh, Or just steak basements. Who doesn't love a steak basement? Exactly. (laughs) Well, um, if you are like us and you're willing to travel to seek out new foods to try, you go with the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card. It's for people who, like us, are in search of the next food adventure. If you travel, you know. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, as you have probably noticed, a few compounds in hot peppers are irritants to mammalian mucous membranes. Oh? Huh? Yeah. Yep. Oh. <laughs> things are starting to fall into place now. <laughs> yes, uh, your, your, your eyeballs, your, your mouth, your sinuses. There are a couple things in hot peppers that will irritate any of them. This is also the science behind why people get so excited about spicy foods.
1: Oh, really? Oh, really.
0: <gasps> Capsaicin is great. Yeah. Um, and, okay, in the case of sriracha, sriracha also does have uh, salt and sugar, and those things also make people kind of excited some of the time, mm-hmm. as we have discussed before. Uh, but, you know, those are essential parts of our diet, so our brains reward us for seeking them out. Spicy hot stuff, not not really. Oh no nah there there are no essential nutrients in capsaicin that I'm personally aware of oh. <laughs> uh, and it also sugar and salt do not to the same extent injure us, yeah, <laughs>
1: not that immediate burn anyway,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but capsaicin does interact with our nerves and brains in a very interesting way. uh it is one of the active ingredients, so to speak, in hot peppers which probably evolved to make it in order to protect their seeds from fungal or or other microbial infections. Uh, Capsaicin and other similar particles, sometimes called capsaicinoids, are antimicrobial. They may also deter the kinds of animals that eat their fruit without properly spreading their seeds. Uh, Like birds, for example, would just swallow the seeds and then spread them far and wide where mammals might chew up the fruit a little bit too much and kind of masticate the, the seeds in the process. So they evolved this this irritant to many mammals' taste receptor nerves. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All jokes on you. Yeah, because then <laughs> humans got here and... We're a little bit masochistic. Apparently. <laughs> All right. We've, we've talked on the show before about how our taste buds and other taste receptor nerves work in our mouths and our sinuses. Not just on your tongue. They're in other places. Mucous membranes. Yeah. All of those nerves are set up to react to particular compounds. Some will send a signal to your brain when they encounter sugar or other sweet-tasting molecules. Uh, others react to salt or something bitter or sour or savory or spicy. As the brain collects those signals repeatedly and from enough individual nerves, we experience whatever flavor those signals add up to. And the particular nerve receptors that are activated by capsaicin are proteins called TRPV1. And these happen to be the same proteins that tell us when something is physically hot. Like temperatures above uh, about 109 degrees Fahrenheit, that's 43 degrees Celsius, will trigger it. It's also the same nerve that tells us about electrical voltage. Oh. And when these nerves are activated and send signals to our brain, our brain interprets these signals as "Ah, something is very wrong, and it's causing damage." And we're like, ha ha,
2: ha. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, we get that way for a couple of very particular and excellent reasons because uh because this this warning triggers a couple of reactions. First, you experience pain, mm-hmm. uh, which is the body's way of telling you that you know like you've you've done stuck your hand in a fire, you should probably pull it out, probably. But your nervous system also gives you extra resources to help you cope. It may trigger your fight-or-flight response, so you're, you're alert. You can react in order to prevent more damage, like getting away from the fire or, or putting it out, perhaps. And your nervous system will work to lessen the pain. It will release endorphins into your system to block the pain signals and dopamine to calm you down and make you feel like, you know, everything's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. It's been compared to the rush of euphoria that you get during a runner's high.
1: Oh, yeah, Which is a serious
0: stuff. thing, yeah. So if you can bear out that first pain part of spicy foods, that second part can be pretty nice. There's even been research into how capsaicin might be used to moderate chronic pain. Ooh.
1: Yeah. Mm, I can't wait to do an episode on... To dive deeper into spicy foods,
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, maybe maybe we could get that Joe McCormick back. I know he loves talking oh, about
1: that He does. We have a lot of spicy food aficionados <laughs> in the office.
0: We do. Oh, and I can tell you I can tell you from firsthand experience about that runners high kind of kind of feeling euphoria feeling we uh, one time on one of Jonathan's Jonathan Strickland's Facebook live shows. He held a hot sauce eating contest, yep. and he had, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 15 or 20 bottles lined up in order of least to most spicy mm-hmm. with the most including, like, Carolina Reaper and stuff like that. And uh, I jumped in after the stuff that bothers my stomach, but in – so right around the, like, the like habanero yeah. section and on. And I I guess so I, I must, must have tasted 10 or 12 Ooh. hot sauces just in a row. Uh-huh. And not a lot of them, just like a couple drops, but like the the thing ended and my boss came up to talk to me and I was like, I can't talk to you right now because I feel so high. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like bracing myself on the table. Be cool,
1: be cool. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I was not okay. I was not okay for like maybe half an hour. And it wasn't, I mean, I don't know, like like the physical. It was really funny. Dylan joined us for for that experience as well. He was cool as a cucumber, uh, y'all sounds I, about right. Remind me to never play poker with the two of you because cuz <laughs> both of you I've I've witnessed eat like the spiciest stuff that I've ever put in my face and you were both like, "Huh. Oh, that's spicy." <laughs> But on the inside, we were screaming. (laughs) Uh, I was screaming on the outside, yeah.
1: (laughs) But uh, yeah, I'm so interested. I love spicy food. Yeah, me too. But I have, I've learned that I'm not, well, I I perhaps, (laughs) when I traveled to Asia, I learned that maybe I'm not as uh,
0: strong as I like to think I am. It's a different kind of spice. It is, it is. And there are different. One of the things that I found when I was researching this is that there are different types of spice that will hit you a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, long versus short and, uh, yeah, stuff like that. So, oh, yeah, really excited about looking more into that. And, Absolutely. And you do build up a tolerance over time. Yes, this is true. Ah, future research. Yay! But for now,
1: it's time for... Listen.
0: Gotcha. You did. I was not expecting that one. Oh man.
1: Yep. <laughs> Must have been all that hot sauce I was chugging before I came in here. <laughs> Kevin sent us a blog post that he wrote. At the end of one of my favorite podcast, Food Stuff, oh, thank you, um, they mentioned pets with food names and reiterated their request for photos of those pets. Yes, please. The first time this came up, nothing came to mind. However, this time it reminded me of a friend from college. I say college, but I had dropped out of S-I-U-E at this point and was attending a technical school. I had a boyfriend, Jeff, who attended Blackburn College, and he had several pets with food names. Jeff had a gerbil named Chili Dog. An unusual name for a gerbil. (laughs) Later, he mentioned his gerbil named Cheeseburger. I asked how many gerbils he had, and his reply was, just the one. The first time I visited Jeff at Blackburn, he had a new gerbil named Pepperoni. (laughs) Jeff had a very high turnover rate of gerbils. (laughs) As a kid, I was unable to keep a gerbil for longer than a few months, perhaps a year, before it would die, but this was unusually high turnover for a college student. I finally had to ask... What happened to Cheeseburger? Fifi was the reply. Hmm? <laughs> Jeff pointed to his aquarium, which he had not realized did not contain fish. In it was a very large snake. The reason all of his gerbils had food names was because they were all food for Fifi. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> While walking down the hallway of his dorm, Jeff was carrying Fifi. Fifi. Jeff turned to me, saying, hold this. Naturally, my reaction was to hold out my hands. I did not think this through. Oh. I didn't and still don't like snakes. Oh! Jeff placed Fifi in my outstretched hands and stepped into the bathroom. The cacophony of voices in my head had one very clear message. Drop snake. Oh. <laughs> I may have been trembling ever so slightly as I carefully placed Fifi on the floor and then closely watched as she slivered over to and under the baseboard heat register. Oh. Oh, poo. (laughs) Yes, this is what I was thinking. I stood there nervously waiting for Jeff's return and wondering how he'd retrieve Fifi. When he asked where Fifi was, I cleverly said, she wanted down. (laughs) Then pointed to where she was. (laughs) He smiled and said, she does that a lot. He just felt around under the register and pulled out Fifi. Whew, what a relief. I only dated Jeff for a few months, and even though the memories of him are fading, the day with Fifi will not be forgotten.
0: Yeah, that stick with me, too. Oh, goodness. Are you, are you also not a fan of snakes?
1: Oh, no, I love snakes. Oh, me but too. I just feel like that's a...
0: Oh, no. Yeah. A, almost losing someone's pet. Yeah. Finding out all Find, these
1: gerbils with food names or food
0: word, for said surprise food. snake. Yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for sending that, Kevin. Yes. Uh, Travis wrote... I have been serving with the United States Peace Corps in a rural village in Java, Indonesia, for nearly two years. Let me tell you, I am fairly certain my body is 80% tempeh at this point. In your tempeh podcast, you mentioned how popular widespread and locally revered tempeh is, and you are absolutely right. Almost every village or region has their own special type of tofu, tahu, or tempeh. Some will have spices in them, others will not. Some will be that white nougat color, others will have a fuzzy green layer of mold growing on it. In my village, we have three varieties. There are the mass-produced sticks of tempeh that sell for about 3,000 rupiah, that's 25 cents, and two local tempes: one soybean and the other peanut that are more like large square patties that sell for 5,000 rupiah, about 35 cents. I personally prefer the local soy tempeh, but my partner hates the moldy flavor— It's usually in such high demand that we eat the mass-produced tempeh from Jakarta or Bandung. Meals in Indonesia are not uniquely separated like they are in the West. Yes, they have a morning, midday, and evening meal, but what they cook for breakfast is what they eat throughout the day. Since I don't eat much rice, tempeh and boiled vegetables is literally what I eat three or four times a day, every day, and have done so for two years. I'm pleased to say that it is so delicious that it remains my favorite food— Here, sliced raw tempeh is first soaked in a mix of water, salt, and chicken bouillon for about five minutes before being fried to a crispy golden brown in a coconut-palm oil mix. It is delicious when it's fresh and crispy, but I usually stir-fry it with some sweet soy sauce and whatever chili sauce is lying about to give it some added flavor. Another local delicacy is called sambal goreng tempeh, which is basically thinly sliced tempeh strips that have been pan-fried with local chili pastes until dry and then served with rice. Food is of utmost importance in Indonesian culture and a critical, distinguishing point of pride for local villages. Because of that, tempeh is a way of life here, still in 2018, and I will certainly be sharing it with friends and family back home when my service has ended. Well... That brings you near
1: Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, you know where to give us a shout out. Oh
0: my goodness, yes. Oh, that sounds so delicious, I and know. Uh, and oh, and it and it ties in
1: to two episodes. Yeah,
0: two episodes. Yes, hot chili sauce,
1: sriracha—the very episode you're listening to. Uh huh. And how many meals a day, and why we do that thing?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I am determined. The more listener mail we've gotten about tempeh, I got it add more of it into my diet because it sounds so good. Yeah. Ugh and I really want to try
0: making it. Ooh yes. Oh, that's a reason to use a, a time lapse camera. Oh yeah. Have ever heard one? All right. Well, hopefully
1: that's something we'll get to do soon. A food stuff <sighs> project. Yeah. In the meantime, if you would like to email us, you can do so. Our email is foodstuff at howstuffworks.com.
0: We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at foodstuffhsw. We're also on Instagram at foodstuff. We hope to hear from you. Thank you so much, as always, to our amazing producer, Dylan Fagan, who reminded me what the word for time-lapse cameras are. And uh, thanks to you for listening. And we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. And with new Pronamel Repair Mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy
1: toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com.
0: There's plenty to celebrate in
3: March and ex.
1: Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy, and anytime is right to
0: listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn
1: more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.